Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to a new Dwarf Fortress talk. Number seven. Yeah, seven. Yay. Yay. Bueno. <laughs> sí. Say hello. Say hello to our um, co-host, uh, the fine Captain Tastic. It's just Captain Tastic. Hey, Captain Tastic. People put the T there. It's not there. That's right, and say hello right into your microphones, everybody. I apologize. They're listening. That's no problem. <laughs> it's like I could never be sure if you were saying it or whatever. But Captain. hello, I'm Capintastic. I was saying it for, in a formal way. <laughs> I've noticed people on the forum are spelling it out like C A P T A I N Tastic. Yeah. Say hello to Tarn, our programmer and creator and gaming god. What? <laughs> Hey, what's up? Hey, time for fun. I don't think he qualifies for that until he's beaten Halo on Legendary. That's right. That's right. I have to learn how to play multiplayer first. So, um, we are talking about artifacts. They're pretty cool. <laughs> so, a, yeah. As cool and, uh, as they are useless most of the time. Yeah. They, I think that, for me, artifacts are one of the shining moments in the game, you kind of feel like it's all been building up to this. Kind of get teary-eyed when you see that, that uh, you know, stone trumpet with um, spikes on it. <laughs> that's right, that's right. It's so certainly awesome. a peak because it doesn't go anywhere from there, right? Except down. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, just, yeah, just fantastic um, and worthless things. I mean, occasionally you get lucky, but yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's, I don't even know how to play instruments uh, yet. Postmodern art. <laughs> it's uh, useless. It looks weird, but it's worth a lot of money. That's right. The dwarves <laughs> are known for that kind of thing. And I'm going to start our question, well, our talk today about with basics about uh, you know artifacts for those who haven't really gotten an artifact. I, I assume everyone has at some point, but um, yeah, some people get wiped out each time, I guess. Start with seven dwarves, and the wolves come, and then they play play again a few times, and then they quit, but they still listen to the talks. Well, here's artifacts for those who don't know. Um, what are artifacts in War Fortress, and uh, what's their intended purpose in the game, and how do you, how do they how are they supposed to affect the game? So, uh, artifacts are these 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 objects um, that the dwarves make. You know, much like all of the other objects, you can make like weapons and trinkets and. Uh, Furniture <laughs> and everything else, and uh, it's just um, a a particular event that happens when a when a dwarf is inspired or otherwise um, uh, ready to go off and go to a workshop and, and make these things and, and collects the the various resources. And if if everything works out, um, sometimes it doesn't, then the dwarf will produce a an object that is very valuable and has a higher quality than any other object you can you can make in the game. Now, to to start, this was you know these these have been in the game forever, way before it was released. So I mean, even even when when the game was imagined to be a smaller game, the um, the artifacts were there just to add kind of a um, kind of a, a, a like we were saying a, a peak for the story these these would be the things that your fortress would be most remembered for when the adventure goes in there to, to check it out and as the game grew and kind of took took the um, the mantle of the uh, of the the big bay 12 games fantasy game or whatever uh they 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 kept that that um the general idea still is that these are these are sort of the biggest things you'd be doing, but we we moved on to uh, initially they had a, a sort of story or narrative function because the uh, the dwarves would create them and then one of three things would happen they'd either hide them um, and then they just disappear and an adventurer would would be able to go find them later, or they'd drop them on the ground for the fortress to use, or they'd become possessive of them. In which case, you know, if they ever became separated from the artifact, they'd seek them out like like babies, It'd be like you know, cancel job seeking artifact or whatever. And they'd have to keep it on their person at all times, even if they were hauling around, you know, a, a bed or something. It was a door, yeah. it was really ridiculous, and um, that that's out now. But the 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 intention remains that that these are the objects that are going to be driving uh, a lot of the stories and interactions with other civilizations and so on 
um, you know, aside from any functional purpose they may have, um, it's it's uh, just a very common thing in myths and and more modern fantasy stories to have objects be important and to have your fortress actually create them um, and then have them them persist is uh, uh, will will really bring that to the fore. I think. I think one of my favorite uh, artifacts ever was a uh, turtle bone door. <laughs> I guess it's one of those hanging, hanging like like curtains that you go through, or whatever. It jingle, jingles, so it jingles a little bit or something. Stuff. That yeah. would have been awesome. I did put it in my front entrance so everyone would look at it and get happy thoughts when they walk through. Uh, turtle bones, too. Not even the shells, just bones. <laughs> Like the few that you can find or whatever. It's like these little <laughs> skulls and hands and things. I guess the skulls would be separate too. So it's just like little fingers. Actually, I think they use shells as well. But yeah, yeah. Oh, they use shells. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, that's right. The artifact probably had all kinds of components. Exactly. <laughs> Which is really fun. So what are the ways an artifact is made? So right now, I mean, if we're talking about presently in the game, uh, what happens is that... Um, a dwarf uh, will will get in a mood. <laughs> uh, there are a few different kinds, but it's it's all it's all basically the same. And they'll uh, they'll run off and gather objects and put them together. The few variants are that uh, a dwarf might become possessed, in which case uh, they're kind of doing things without knowing it, and they don't gain any skill from the. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a hated mood. <laughs> they don't gain any skill from the enterprise. And the uh, the other rare ones are the macabre mood, where they'll gather little bits of of remains and and bones and things to make something kind of disgusting, or the fell mood, where they'll just start cackling and run around and kill a dwarf and drag him off to a butcher's shop and and make something out of him. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's 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 also a little more rare. And um, you have to work for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to work at making your fortress miserable anyway. Um, uh, and and so so you get um, at the end you get uh, a dwarf in a workshop making an object. So so right now as as artifacts are are currently done in the game, uh, all creation takes place uh, with a dwarf and a workshop. Um, the newer version coming up has kind of this semi artifact process where whereby objects are named because a, a dwarf becomes attached to them and because the object has done important things but that's sort of a sort of a semi artifact status it's the, their quality doesn't increase or anything like that now this is arguably one of the most exciting and dreaded events in the game like questions like, well, what if I don't have all the materials? What if he goes insane? Um, now, are there limits on what demands a dwarf will have on materials? Will they try to build an artifact of uh, if they don't have the correct workshop, or if there's no workshops, will they try to build something? Or um, um, does it does it consider the uh, materials that are present on the site? Uh, it it. It used to think a little harder about the materials on the side, but that was back when the dwarves asked for very specific stones and stuff. And that code never quite worked out the way the way we wanted it to. So now they only ask for very general things like like stone and and so on. Uh, so there's a there's a higher chance that that the artifact will be made. Although I think things like glass are still problems and shells. Glass and shells are, are problems that people people still have, which which will cause the the uh, the offending artifact dwarf to probably be crushed under a bridge or something. <laughs> but they still they still need the workshop. Uh, they need a specific workshop according to the skill that they've selected. It selects a skill in the beginning and says this is the skill that I'm going to use to make the object, and that will determine what workshop they want to use. Of course, they aren't very vocal about that, so you just kind of have to have to have the right workshop around, which you'll usually have because they got that skill from somewhere, right? Right. So um, you'll usually have it, unless it's a, a dwarf that's that's immigrated in or whatever and has a skill you haven't used and so on. Um, and then uh, the fell mood is a little more versatile. They'll, they'll start with, say, a butcher's shop, but if there aren't any, they'll just pick whatever. Um, and really all they're doing is just dragging a dwarf there anyway. Um, so, but, but they can use a jeweler's shop if a butcher's shop is not available. Um, 
<laughs> I think I think it still spits out the same kind of objects though, so it's not really. It's it was just a. Um, I wanted fell moods to be successful, compared yeah. <laughs> compared to the other moods, so that they would you'd be able to see the. Uh, I mean, they're rare enough already, you, you, so you want to get some results out of out of them, especially if you've if you've got a, a dwarf that. I mean, because the guy murders somebody, I think. I, do they claim the yeah. workshop first? I don't recall, actually. Um, but if, if they do just murder a dwarf first, you certainly want the workshop not to be a problem after the uh, the deed has been done. Um, but uh, but the regular dwarves are more picky. You need to have the right workshop available, and you need to have at least the general goods that they want available, including things that are overall rare, like uh, glass and shells. Um, that, you know, whether that's going to change in the future... Uh, it it seems like it's a nice thing to do to ch- <laughs> to make uh, to make those things. I mean, at least what 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 you should be able to do is trade for things um, that you can't trade for right now, like sand and that kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah, it might even happen in this version, but it's one of those things where I've got you know hundreds of requests already, and I don't remember um, if that's one of them, and if it is, how high on the the ranking it is. <laughs> About how long does it take to get your first artifact? So it 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 isn't a set time so much as as a population. You need to have twenty dwarves, and uh, so if you're doing one of your smaller fortresses, I don't remember if this is an init option or not. Right now, it's I think it's hard coded twenty dwarves, and so if you're doing one of those hermit forts, for instance, your your hermit won't make a won't make an artifact, um, but the um, once you get up to 20 dwarves, now this is not any 20 dwarves, they have to be 20 healthy dwarves that are capable of making an artifact, mm. um, including those that have already made them. Those don't count against the total. Once you get up to 20, it just starts uh, flipping coins at that point or whatever, and uh, eventually uh, it'll trigger the chance. It's completely random when it happens, but um, it's like every... Hmm? I'm sorry, does it roll every season? Uh, it rolls way more often than that, but it's rolling... Uh, one out of five hundred chance, but it's like every you know ten clicks or something. It's just like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? And then one of them gets nailed, and uh, and it and they're and they're off after that. Gotcha. Now after the first one, how often does that happen? Um, after the first one, it gets a little more complicated. So there's. There's uh, the, the, the contributing factors after that are it's no longer population. I mean, you have to have a dwarf available who hasn't made an artifact already. But other than that, um, because you know, presumably you've got at least 19 left, and it looks at the items made, just how many items have, have you made in all of your workshops and you know, any other way that it might happen. I think maybe even mined out stone counts. And then it looks at the... Um, it, it takes that number and divides it by 200... So you get this number. So it's just based on the items made. And then it looks at your floor space and says, you know, how many unhidden squares are there and uh, divides that by some number. So, you you know, I think it's every 2,000 unhidden squares, including the wilderness. So you get a starting buffer. And then uh, it caps the items made by that so that it's really kind of the, the minimum of your items made in your floor space, except you need items made. Uh, it's not not uh, floor space itself doesn't doesn't do it for you, but the items made um, gets compared to the floor space and it takes the smallest one, um, or it caps it, whatever. Um, so so in any case, uh, items made in floor space, and if you've you've uh, broken the uh, then it subtracts the number of artifacts you've already made. So say you had you know for instance uh, 600 items made, that gives you divided by 200, you get three. So that's three credits, like three artifact credits. You've made enough items so that you can you can make three artifacts. And let's say that you only had 4,000 floor space, so divided by 2,000, that's two. So, well, you actually only have two artifact credits. And say you've already made an artifact, now you have one artifact credit, so it goes ahead and lets you make an artifact. And then the next time it goes through, if you haven't changed anything, then you'd have no artifact credits left. Now, this assumes that the artifact gets created successfully, so it's not like you're using up your chances or anything. Uh, okay. you, so if you, if it fails, then it tries again later. Yeah, yeah. You just keep, I and mean, people might have noticed that you just keep getting, keep getting mood dwarves over and over. Um, but then it stops once you once you have a success, um, assuming that your your fortress is is not 
producing a lot of wealth or is uh, very small. So if you do notice notice that you've stalled out and don't understand the reason for it, it might be that you need to um, dig a little bit or something uh, mm. to get a little more space. It's just one of those one of those um, things. It doesn't make much sense, really, but neither does the whole artifact um, <laughs> possession thing to begin with. So. Well, what happens if you suddenly uh, have a, an invasion that kills everyone but one dwarf? Does he still get to make an artifact if you have an artifact credit? You have to get back up to 20 dwarves. So you always need to have 20 dwarves to even get into this process. Um, when, you know, if, if 15 of them have made artifacts already, that's fine. But they also need to be healthy. It's what it's it's one of these quirky things where it's just kind of counting up the dwarves that are good for artifacts. So one of the things that's required when it checks is that they have a grasp available because they're going to need to be hauling things to the workshop. So if you have 20 armless dwarves, you don't actually have any at all, um, you know, for this process. So you have to keep those arms intact. How about, um, like, let's say you get an artifact that you want to get rid of or something. Is there a way to sell it or to lose it? Uh, you can't trade them away right now. Um, we're thinking about, you know, processes uh, for that that we might talk about later. But the, uh, the, the artifacts just can't be traded. That's just one of their, one of their fundamental properties. But uh, they can be lost if you drop them down uh, a bottomless pit or... You, you, um, I, I believe a, a bridge can do it if you smash them. Uh, anything that would normally destroy an object, um, except, I mean, I don't remember how they react with flows and so on, like magma, um, because they might just be invincible. But anything that would normally obliterate an object uh, makes an artifact, ne- they can, they're never truly destroyed, but they, uh, they disappear. And they get the hidden flag on them, as if, um, like when I was talking about before, the dwarves would hide the artifacts and the adventurers can find them. That's what happens here. So if if you go back and uh, visit the fort with an adventurer afterward and possibly during reclaim as well, it'll put the artifacts back <laughs> just somewhere, gotcha. somewhere in the fortress. Um, and uh, if an artifact is stolen, I think by a thief, I think it goes into the... Um, the list of objects that that civilization has, which are probably in limbo right now, except I know that the kobolds will um, come back with things that they have stolen. Like if they steal a dagger, a steel dagger, which they can't normally make, uh, their next thief might come back using that. Hmm. Um, so you might see your artifact again in that manner, <laughs> but <laughs> it would only be if it's something that a, a kobold could actually use. That would be hilarious if they came back with their artifact <laughs> dagger. Yeah, I don't even know if dwarves can make artifact daggers, do they? I don't, I don't remember. Do they make bows and pikes and things that they can't use? <laughs> Probably irritate people a lot. But um, so I might have cut it out, but I really, you know, it hasn't stopped me in the past. <laughs> Is there any way to increase the chances to get the artifact you want? So if you've if you've got a um, a material you want to use, I think people use all kinds of forbid tricks, like forbidding objects, and then the guys kind of bring them to the workshop and then ignore them or something. Because I know there's artifacts that people have made that have like 2,000 parts or whatever because they do all these these things with forbidding objects and so on. But when it comes down to actually, like, do you want a weapon, then I think the only thing you can do there is just have a lot of weaponsmiths around. Because it, it ta- you have all your dwarves, and it's going to pick one of them at random. And then it's going to look at their highest skills. So if you've got a bunch of peasants around that you use for hauling, but you brought them up to novice weaponsmiths first just to uh, just to game the system a little bit, then that would indeed work. Uh, and then then you'd end up with a uh, a guy making a weaponsmith, and and quite possibly end up with a legendary weapon crafter uh, and a, and some kind of artifact sword or something. Um, so it, it is possible to do that. I mean, that's a little a little trashy, but um, I mean, it is weird having a fortress filled with novice weapon makers. So maybe it's not completely out of line. <laughs> like you wanted you wanted to do it, you can do it. Right. 
What's the most uh, interesting artifact you've ever seen? Oh, probably, probably. I, I don't remember the name of it, but but the one where people messed around with the the tag, the forbid tags, and got like <laughs> like what was it like two thousand? Uh, yeah. Is that right? Is that what it's called? I think that's the largest one I know of. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that has to that has to be the most interesting one uh, because the other ones it's like um, people have, have some really interesting things with really funny names and so on, but. Um, I, you know, nothing's nothing comes to me there. So it, it's it's uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that that the um, that that crazy artifact is is the uh, is the one. <laughs> That's cool. Do do you still get um, you get get children that can build artifacts? Do leaders and warriors build that if they're on duty? Um, so for the 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 next version, the children still make them, and recruits make them. Soldiers don't hmm. make them. Um, the leaders, the situation may have changed because I don't, I don't recall in the currently released version if the things like mayors and so on are on the exclusion list. I mean, I don't see why they would be, but, but they could be for all I know. But since those, those as unit types, those are all eliminated and they're just entity positions now in the next version, all of those guys are, are fair game as far as um, making artifacts now because if you're just a mayor in the next version, then you're actually a peasant in, in terms of your unit type because you don't have any job skills. Um, wow. And you just have, you're just the mayor by appointment or by election. Um, and it's 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 an extra tag that lives on top of you that the artifacts don't see at all. But yeah, plenty of little little children making swords and stuff, and all of the irritations that come out of that. There was some kind of bug I, I don't recall off the top of my head that really bothered people. Uh, because when the the child becomes an adult, then they're a legendary weapon crafter. But uh, there was some problem with that. It might just be that they were called a peasant or something. Um, but it might be that you can't use it at all. I, I really don't remember. But yeah, that's still a problem if it is a problem. <laughs> so um, right now, I guess fell moods are pretty rare. Um, is is that mechanic going to change in the future, and maybe will that be determined on partly like where the region where they're located, or or the gods they worship? Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, felmuds seem kind of rare because I mean, and they are in effect because when you've got when you've got dwarves running around with, uh, you know, if you if you just spruce up their bedrooms a little bit or give them a, a, a masterpiece legendary dining room to dine in, they're all running around. <laughs> You know, just just giggling and rolling with their little fat dwarf tummies or whatever. You know, even if their families die. So the problem with the fell mood is that it's it's inspired. I mean, it's it's um, driven completely by the happiness of the dwarf. So if if a mood hits a dwarf, and their happiness is above fifty percent, which just means you know I am fine or whatever, then they can't get fell moods or macabre moods. If their happiness is below 50%, then there is a 50% chance for them to get a macabre or a fell mood. So they should actually be pretty common if everyone weren't weren't just zipping around, you know, on on uh, antidepressants all the time, like the antidepressant dining rooms. <laughs> and it's it's uh, <laughs> so that's 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 the issue with the rarity. There is is partly. Just a problem with balancing out the happiness numbers again to make make it a more sane place. But um, you know, aside from that, uh, right now the fell mood is is kind of a strange sort of non magical event where a, where a dwarf just you know like the tantrums they just decide to go a little crazy and kill somebody and then no one cares. So <laughs> it's just like part of part of life and death in the fortress or whatever. But 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 yeah, we're certainly. You know, if if you were in a region with all kinds of undead hippos and things, then you know having having artifacts. You know, I talked I talked a bit about you know having an artifact that wasn't really inspired by the gods or anything, but was just such a perfect object that you know the surrounding nature couldn't help but but kind of infuse into that or whatever. It just was magic by virtue of being a perfect object, and. If you're in a bad area, that kind of thing could could very well, you know, not turn out well for you, even if it isn't a fell mood. But then there's then there's there's the the also the idea of expanding it beyond just happiness and unhappiness. You know, there are people that uh, that you know the, the dwarf might not be permanently unhappy, but the dwarf was wronged by somebody. 
and there there aren't there are grudges in the game and so on right now that don't have a lot of uh, meat on the bone. But um, you know, we had various ideas. Even if you know your cat killed their mouse when it got away or whatever, you know, this 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 person might not be capable of making a normal artifact, but would instead instead make an artifact that you know was 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 evil in some way or it's invented the leash. <laughs> it's just a leash, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's more tech, more of a tech tree thing. But yeah, people who are wronged, you know, might drive the technology in the fortress because dwarves are little curmudgeons. But but uh, the, uh, the, the and there's also the notion. I think you might have mentioned it too. Is, is like, uh, you know, where are the villains and criminals? Right? It's like where where is the um, where where are the the people that have their issues and, and all that kind of stuff. All of that can be fed into artifacts. Um, you know, what you get, you know, can really be filtered through the history of the dwarf that's creating it. Um, and not just, you know, by virtue of the fact that they've got like a love for cheese or something, which <laughs> leads to like pictures of cheese on their artifacts or whatever. But, but instead, you know, the actual history <laughs> of the, of the dwarf and, you know, were were they were they present during a, a goblin invasion, or was their their child killed during a goblin invasion? Would that affect the kind of artifacts they make? That really it really should. Um, or if you've got just these you know petty criminals in the fortress that snatch other people's things and stuff, and you have to kind of keep your eye out for them and so on while they go about their regular jobs, then um, you know those those kind of dwarfs might you know whether they're happy or not might have a propensity to. To, to make little little uh, have problems with their artifacts and make problematic artifacts or something like that. So will artifacts in the future have uh, neutral effects that are mostly artistic or cultural in their uh, value? Like, oh, this was a painting made, and it you know it's it's marks you know the a very important time in art and you know, that sort of stuff where it's not valued because it does anything just because it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, part of it's almost almost like words in a sense because, it, you know, what is an artifact in Dwarf Fortress when you already have masterpieces they make? It's like, in a sense, the masterpieces should become a little rarer and maybe get names themselves, right? I mean, some of them have names, like a lot of the engravings have names, but if you make a masterpiece painting or sword or something like that, even if it's not through the artifact process, and if it's not through the actual attachment kill the dragon process, then, you know, those things maybe should oftentimes be elevated to the kind of semi-artifact status where they can be known and people... Because there's all kinds of stories about, you know, people stealing diamond, like a named diamond or something, right? And it's right. not magical, except for the fact that it's cursed and anyone who has the diamond will die or whatever, but, <laughs> you know... You know, but aside from that, the obvious curse that every stolen object has, um, then, then, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of mundane objects should kind of be, uh, be able to attain that kind of elevation. And, you know, when we flush out exactly what it is that the artifact maker is doing, you know, whether there's a god involved or whether there's kind of this perfection of nature idea involved or that kind of thing, then, you know, those might not be neutral objects, but the, the the other objects, I think the semi-artifact status really needs to be expanded. Well, there'd be uh, multi-part sets like the helmet of Dulov with the gloves of Dulov <laughs> with the sword of Dulov. Yeah, yeah. Together. I mean, it's it's kind of a thing where after you play, you know, Diablo two or something, you don't want to do it. But but uh, you know, you should. It's still there should be stuff like that. Especially, I mean, when when you come down to to a guy who becomes attached to you know multiple objects or something. The the fact that those are kept completely separate from each other is odd. You know, if the guy has a sword and a helmet that he's given names to, and you know he stabbed the dragon and then drove the helmet through the dragon or something, then uh, <laughs> headbutt. Yeah, yeah. Then those those things should be you know linked in history and perhaps even you know in some magical way or whatever. But certainly historically, um, there should be there should be linkages like that. And um, whether now when you're talking about actually creating an artifact, I think there was some there was some dev item about about artifact sets and 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 like creating. It's not just for things like you know the sword and the shield that go together, 
but more importantly, the two gloves that go together that are separate objects, right? Oh, <laughs> the left yes, glove definitely. and the right glove. And then also things like, um, uh, like, like several arrows or something like that instead of just one. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's certainly, there's certainly going to be, um, some expansions there. I was kind of wondering about, about possessions. Like, I think that's an interesting, um, idea. I guess fey moods too are kind of indicating that they're possessed by a fairy, but, um, will there ever be like real spirits walking around looking to possess somebody? This was one of the uh, one of the intents of the new soul mechanic in in the new version that you're not you're not you can't really see it happening. But all of the mental stuff of a of of a dwarf and other creatures has been separated into a separate object that's just called a soul right now. I mean that's not meant to. You know, evoke anything. It's really, you know, just take it as a as a as a simple concept. Then that is is stuck into the 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 dwarf. But uh, right now, a creature could have multiple souls because uh, it's just a, a you know a vector or whatever. It can have many things inside of it. And you know, a creature could have no soul um, and still move around. It just wouldn't have any kind of mental attributes or whatever. And so. The, the kind of one of the natural progressions from there is to make a unit without a body <laughs> that is kind of just has a soul to it. And, and then you, you can start, you know, have those things wander around and then join with other things and actually possess them and then set the, the creature's own soul into the subordinate position because there's, there's always a soul that's kind of marked as the active, active one right now. Even though you know in in the in the version to be released, there's you know always one soul and it's always the active one or whatever. I mean, really not using this yet, but but the the the, the framework is there. And this was it was specifically one of the intents was to uh, facilitate possessions and uh, all kinds of other weird things, right? Where 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 the identities get mixed and matched and souls can get swapped between bodies and all kinds of. <laughs> All kinds of interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Highbrow Entertainment's where our game's going. It's gonna be exactly. great. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they will learn a lesson <laughs> about love and life and family. That's right. I mean, we aim to teach, right? That's that's what that's what we write games for, pretty much. Exactly. Only thing I ever think about, you know, as a, having this teaching background. Um, I can never help but but try and teach with my games all the time. Exactly. I think you've done something wrong, Cody. <laughs> Darn! I found this thread, and someone's writing a paper for their human sexuality class on dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> you've taught a little too much, apparently. Yeah, you've uh, gone too far, you madman. <laughs> the subject of dwarven breeding in the game of Slaves to Armak God of Blood 2 is an interesting one. Encompassing a number of areas, including speculated anatomy, observed behavior, and relationship patterns, child rearing, and even the social hierarchy and economy. So, no, it's, 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 no, this is, I mean, it's not, it's not prurient or whatever. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's intense. So they're not. Although they're human not sexuality, I figure humans are humans, right? Yeah, but yeah. Dwarves, dwarves are dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's gonna be intense. Welcome back. We're going to talk more about Dwarf Fortress and address your questions, beautiful that they are. Captain Tastic, will you do the honors of asking the first one? All right. From the top, going in reverse chronological order, this one was received a very light six hours ago. (laughs) Joe asks, when sieges and armies start getting worked on, will we be getting raided by enemy forces with the primary intent of horking our shiny artifacts? I've wondered about this myself. I've put forth that there be a vault type room where you hide all your best shinies. But, yeah, um, I mean, it, take, is it hork proof? Hork. Yeah, hork. Well, I, mean, I don't know what that means, but it, horking is. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of uh, what I was kind of what I was getting at with the um, um, the the different uh, 
the different drivers for for action surrounding your fortress. I mean, it's certainly certainly plausible that if you've got some kind of demon leading the goblins and it, you know he gets word that you've got uh, some kind of bright shiny that he would be um, interested in, then you could very well get a raid or army attack on your hands precisely because of that reason. I mean, they, 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 it all kind of goes back to the um, the artificial intelligence for the, the leaders of these uh, <laughs> armies and so on being able to juggle so many things, but it, it is the kind of primary intent of the, the next um, push on the project toward improved sieges and all that kind of thing that that they start thinking a little bit. So it'll be intense. I have a question from myself. <laughs> um, um, I was just wondering about gremlins, actually. Um, do gremlins pick levers randomly, or if you had a ton of levers, like could you like build uh, decoy levers? Yeah, yeah, decoy levers work. Uh, I think someone diagrammed on the forum a, uh, a decoy lever attached to a support where the whole ceiling caves in and kills the gremlin. And uh, that would work. Uh, yeah, no, there, there, there's, you're going to, to have to keep thinking um, about little things to do to save yourself from various threats. It's true. To prevent being horked. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, horking is the new buzzword. Okay, so I have one a question from Magil. Um, what kinds of plans do you have for Mega Beast Worship? This question came to mind due to an actual in-game event where the Royal Advisor arrived at my fortress as an addant ardent worshipper of a titan. The titan attacked my fortress a short time later and was captured in a cage trap. I had the cage moved to his bedroom. <laughs> I also found it interesting that the queen consort worshipped a demon that died 50 years before she was even born and the former leader of a goblin civilization subjugated by my dwarven civilization. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where world gen got way ahead of, of Dwarf Fortress mode, so, so the, all the, the superstitions that develop around the attacks that develop into religions over, you know, 50 years or something. And um, then you get dwarves that, that carry those things, but then that, that creature still exists and attacks, and it's not really used for anything right now. So I imagine, I can't really, I mean, it's it's hard to chart these things out because it's such a such a long road but the uh the 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 priests and religions and things those um aren't you know a million years off that's one of those things that's going to get worked on and then once you've got those established they have relationships with the historical figures and so on that that are linked to the the gods and so on and i imagine Around that time, because the the mega beasts are such a glaring instance sitting right in the middle of the religious life of everyone in the fortress, that um, it'll come up there, like like the actual relationship to the invading mega beast. You know, you know, perhaps one of your dwarves will in fact run out toward the mega beast and be like, "Oh, you're finally here!" Whatever before they get <laughs> smashed. You know, the kind of typical scene you might imagine from a movie. Um, <laughs> we love you. Yeah, and then they might stop and be like, oh, I love you too. I've just never had anyone love me in my life and all that kind of thing. And then you can give the <laughs> Titan some trinkets and things. And it'll that would be, be hilarious. It'll be okay. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. You never <laughs> know what's going to happen. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, when we, when we start improving religions, um, you know, it's not, it's not next, obviously, but um, it's something that I, you know, that, that needs to be done, and it's also doing pretty well in the suggestion voting and stuff, so I think, uh, I, you know, it's not like it's, it's never gonna happen. Um, uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll, we'll be addressing that, that, that kind of glaring strangeness. <laughs> um, Strong Axe wants to know, um, as a programmer, he is curious to know your strategy for maintaining speed while you add more levels of simulation. Um, so, I've, I mean, I, I, I've got a profiler now. I've been, I've been using that a little more and so on. Um, <clears throat> but and, and we kind of know what the problems are, and one of the things that's that's going to come up is we're going to be addressing pathfinding and. 
some of the hauling issues that and things that just come up with uh, having a lot of items in your fort and so on. Uh, now, when you when you ask about levels of simulation and so on, I mean there are certain things like the temperature and the weather where they can be sped up, but they are just kind of this this lag that's hanging there. And um, you know, and, and I'm not going to run the project completely into the ground just because I like adding stuff. So, you know, when we run into more serious speed problems that aren't from things that I just haven't really handled that well that are known, like pathfinding and so on, you know, we're gonna we're gonna not run ourselves into the ground there. So, uh, you know, it's it's um. It's not like, I mean, as far as my strategy for maintaining speed, it's to optimize the things that we know about and not throw too many more monkey wrenches into the thing. Like, I'm not going to suddenly start working on making the weather sim more complicated or something like that, because <laughs> that, that would really be shooting myself in the foot. But, um, you know, yeah, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that worried about it, and I don't think other people should be either. This is kind of, this next release will probably be, probably be one of the slower ones actually because um, we've been working on a ton of crap and things like pathfinding and so on are just on the horizon and but they're not done <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's we're kind of and we've we've kind of got you know bodies are as complicated as they really need to be um, not that that's really slowing it down at all there's not a lot going on there from from frame to frame. Okay, so uh, we got one from uh, uh, Jeff the Medio. Medio? Jeff the Medio. Um, are there any plans for communal child care? Like, dwarfs might never do this, even though carrying a baby into battle is probably unsafe. But humans might prefer to send their children to school. Children might prefer to be truant or make friends at school that they other- wouldn't otherwise meet, etc., etc. Yeah, I think I mean <laughs> so right now the 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 babies are just kind of, you know, strapped on and then the you know, things happen, right? The 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 battle will go on and the work will go on and so on. I I mean, it's kind of become a um sort of an image of dwarf fortress or whatever that <laughs> that this crazy <laughs> stuff happens, but I really don't I mean, it's not it's not something that needs to keep happening. And and I I and I think even even with the dwarves you know, I, I we haven't planned specifically, you know, culturally what dwarves like to do. Whether you know they like to put all their peas in one pod and and have them taught there, or whether or not they they just mill around workshops and learn about stuff, or or just play with all the mini forges and uh, little instruments that are made and stuff. But they should do more than what they're doing now, which is just kind of wander around and occasionally help with some weird jobs they're allowed to help with or whatever. <laughs> yeah, tearing down walls. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just very strange if someone were to make a movie of what the kids of Dwarf Fortress do. It would it would just be like these yeah, it's just be like these weird work crews of it's very strange. So yeah, there's, so there are no there are no specific plans, but it's it's an issue to be dealt with uh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, so I, I I can just imagine. Um, well, I mean, right now you you have um, um, these kind of big group teaching things. You know, you it could it's conceivable you could create a school kind of pretty easily. I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. That's that that was that was kind of the 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 activities. Um, the new the new activities um, are pretty exciting to me as you know a technical undercurrent of the game because. Yeah. Uh, I can use them for a lot of things that would have been a lot more clunky before, and uh, things like parties that already exist, um, and some of the conversations and meetings that you have with uh, diplomats and stuff. I'd like to put everything under that under that umbrella, um, and it'll it'll make things like like little schools and stuff like that um, way more feasible, way way faster to do. All right, here's one from Lazd, L A Lazd, Lazd. Uh, Lazed asked, how much natural selection is going on in Dwarf Fortress and how much is planned? Are there already some, I was going to say horrible traits, but (laughs) (laughs) inheritable traits, I guess, that make uh, creatures likely to die younger? Um, Yeah, so what we've got, we've got, there is natural selection on the genetics locally right now. It doesn't have um, larger population tracking, especially for like wilderness creatures and stuff. 
and um, so, but there is selection in the sense that that critters die, um, <laughs> and there's there's some um, some um, variation and so on, and uh, some of the things would be would be positive as far as reproduction goes. So you'd actually get evolution as well. Um, I mean, for selection, all you need is is death for a reason, <laughs> and um, you know that would include just things like size. Right now, if you're a smaller creature. You're pretty much more likely to die when you're fighting and so on, and that's that's selection against the small size because it gets passed on um, to the children right. and so on, and all of the attributes and things. The thing that's weird right now is that there's no um, or there's no kind of um, downside to getting bigger and stronger and smarter, and it's easy to do uh, because you know having like attribute variability to make like a dwarf smarter or whatever. It's not like you know the the evolutionary process has to work really hard to figure out how to make something smarter. It's just like, oh, you're smarter. <laughs> you roll the die. You're a little smarter. You know. Um, <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's you know. So it doesn't take a long time. <laughs> it's like if you had this, you could you could breed dogs that can like um, write dissertations and open doors and walk around on their two legs in like two seconds or whatever. And it would be a very strange society we'd be living in right now, but because the dogs would be involved. But uh, uh, so, so we, we, you know, there's, there's, there's going to need to be some kind of change there, but, but it's, it's in the game now, and um, not for personalities actually, which was one of the things of the question. Those are, those are all kind of random right now, um, and, uh, but, it, but it is there for, for attributes and um, appearance modifiers, which govern size and, and anything else like uh, the skin color and, and hair and stuff like that. All right, here's something from Burned FX. What are your thoughts on having locks and key requirements for things such as doors, bridges, or floodgates? So, the the this is this has come up. It's something we've thought about because the principal um, obstacle to lock and key requirements is pathfinding. Um, you know, how does that work? <laughs> it's like, uh, right now we kind of simulate it in Dwarf Fortress by, like, forbidding a door, mm. but that just yeah. means that all the dwarves ignore it or whatever. But, but to actually say, you know, this dwarf can go through this door means that pathfinding can no longer work how it works because um, you you wouldn't have kind of this universal connectivity map or whatever. So everything would need to be uh, rethought out. And that's not to say it's not possible, because generally for the, I mean, for the past, you know, couple of years now, the, the the general idea floating around for fixing pathfinding, using zones and so on, that's, you know, been tried by several groups of people now with varying degrees of success, um, you know, should work for um, for uh, locks and keys. Uh, and... You just you, you having an inf, kind of a, allowing an infinite number of locks and an infinite number of keys might raise issues about how that's stored and and so on. Uh, but but just the general principle of having locks and keys should be something that can work out. But um, you know, as for you know more complicated mechanisms. Um, of of getting through doors like the more complicated it is like having to stand on a pressure plate to open a door and then going through the door and so on it becomes more and more difficult to teach dwarves how to do that um so the more the more the more there is the harder it is now the the uh things like an adventurer doing that of course is is a completely different question and it i mean it raises some difficult questions as well because if you if your adventurer sets up a, a little house for themselves where you have to you know, put, stand or, or like place an object on a on a trigger plate, say, and then to get through a door, and then the door closes behind you, and you can walk out the door, but you can't go back through or whatever. So you can't have anyone go into your house uh, without actually breaking down the door. Um, I mean, those kind of things raise a lot of questions about exploits and so on. So uh, I'm not sure what's going to go on there, but the um, the lock and key issue anyway is kind of a a pathfinding problem that's that's possible, but that is the stumbling block. All right, I'm going to ask a question from Joker Matt. What sort of new mechanics have you thought about adding to the game? For instance, some sort of moving wall, floor, ceiling trap that could be used for crushing, conveyor belts of some sort, timing mechanisms, etc. 
Now, I'm not, I mean, I am not personally um, like a super engineering, mechanically minded person in terms of like my own, my own skills, not like I like having that stuff in the game. So, you know, when, when it, when it comes down to, to saying, you know, what, what kind of mechanisms have I thought about having? I mean, I've thought about breaking up traps. I don't like having traps be just this thing that you make that's a trap that does something. It would be, it would be better if they had to be made out of, of certain components and pieces, but I don't know enough about this kind of thing to say what those should be, but I think they should be kind of universal things that help you make all kinds of stuff because people, people like, um, having, you know, the axles and, 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 uh, wheels and things that, that are currently in the game to help them make, um, and the, in the different pressure plates and, and so on that, that help them make computers and whatever else they've made. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I'd like to add more things like that that can be used, um, in, in traps and so on. I'd need to sit down and read the threads from the more engineering minded people to figure out what, um, what's feasible and what the what the the best um, components are to to add and I mean, if I remember that um, this was doing pretty well in the suggestions stuff so I'm, I'm gonna be thinking about this um, in you know the near future where the new near future is the next uh, the next series of releases if I remember yes number five is improved mechanics so. There's that thread over in the suggestions forum, uh, linked to that, the additional mechanics and traps wish list where, um, Granite26 has, uh, taken, um, people's suggestions. I guess that's how this was built. And, uh, there's a giant list of, of mechanisms and the thread is pretty long itself. And, uh, I'm going to be going over that and similar threads and just kind of, um, seeing what, what sort of things people want to do. And, uh, uh, like you said, the, um, you know there are certain things that are out, um, like like uh, you know crazy steam engines and and uh, nuclear bombs and all that kind of stuff. But what? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know it's depressing. I know it's depressing. But you're just gonna have to play Balance of Power or something. <laughs> um, but but uh, this is uh, yeah. So so I mean, there's gonna be. Um, I, so I have no specific answers, but I think it should be a favorable outcome. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us on this seventh podcast for Dwarf Fortress Talk. The lucky one. <laughs> we, we are quickly running out of things to vote on. <laughs> so so um, keep helping us think of things to vote on in the uh, forum there. Um, there's a thread for that. Tarn, do you remember what it's called? Um, it is called uh, Dwarf Fortress Talk colon topic discussion. <laughs> there you go. And it's, help sticky, us out there. it's stickied in DF general discussion. Um, and we're discussing, you know, various uh, topics um, that we could discuss in the future. And uh, there, there, are, there are quite a few ideas, but um, every time we make a talk, there's one less. <laughs> so it always helps to have some discussion there. And, yes. uh, Captain, thanks for joining us. No problem. We uh, always enjoy your frivolous presence. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I enjoy it as well. Bringing much frivolity. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And we've got the, the, the music was by Olie and uh, the, the transcript will be provided by uh, Alex. Malox. Uh, he does a Good swell job. Alex. Yes, he That's does. Right. That's right. He is perhaps more important than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Because talk is cheap, but letters... You have to hit them on the buttons. <laughs> Think about it. That's right. That that is deep. Yeah, deep, no, so. I mean it's important to be high-minded every once in a while. It's kind of intense to think that right now, Malix is typing my words in. Yes. So we should let so him. I'm going to say a word. I'm going to say a word for him to type in. Hippopotamus. Don't don't torture the poor guy. Alf Garnet. Ah. <laughs> Thank you, Alex, and thank you everyone who's joined us. We uh, appreciate it. Tarn, sing us out to your kitty. Um, little Mister Scamps is sleeping in his bowl. He's all rolled up, but he's nice and warm. He's not scratching my phone, and he's not scratching my face, cause he's sleeping in one warm place—the warm little bowl, the kitty bowl. 
Kitty, kitty, ball, kitty, ball. That's right. Bullet ball? Bullet ball, bullet ball, kitty ball. <laughs> yeah. Kitty, kitty. He's not even paying attention to me because he's trying to sleep. He's in his heated bowl. <laughs> in the future of Dwarf Fortress, we'll all have heated bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I foresee. Well, I guess you could you could bowl over magma. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You can create kind of this honeycomb pattern of of um, like this metal honeycomb frame and line it with leather and then with some some uh, cloth and and so on and then dip it down into the magma and then have all your kitties kind of herded down there and then they can sleep there and kind of roost. <laughs> and then you can get the honey later. I just can't wait for you to have for us to have chickens, right? They chickens and eggs. pigs, chickens and pigs and goats, yeah. chickens and sheep pigs and goats, sheep and chicken and pigs and goats. Yeah, we want llamas, right? llamas, llamas and sheep and chicken, pig, goats and and things. My, 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 dwarves, my dwarves are going to breed large chickens and they'll ride them into battle. It's important to increase the size of the chicken. That's right. That's right. The goat, not so much. No, no, the goat needs to re- retain the same size, whereas the chicken should be increasing in size until it is as large as the goat. And then you breed the chicken and the goat, and then you it get chicken. chicken goat. A game goat. over. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a choke. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just fine. <laughs> you tell the cats he's the size of the chicken.
That's not fair. That's just not fair. Then you'll have to breed your cats to be the size of tigers. Exactly. A chicken eating a tin can forever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Or in this case, discarded armor. (laughs) Well, yeah, it it will solve all the refuse problems. Exactly. It would be pretty cool if your goat ate your refuse. (laughs) You just ate anything. You just ate the rocks and ate the... Yeah, you don't need miners anymore. I've got a goat. <laughs> that's that's it. I'm quitting. I'm programming my own game, Goat Fortress. <laughs> that's right. The it secret eats, of the goat eats appeal. The, eats the mountain. Eats it away. <laughs> you just have to be careful for bridges. Because <laughs> of trolls, yes, of course. <laughs> that's right. That's why we get paid the big bucks. <laughs> Wait a second. I haven't gotten paid a single dime for these podcasts. That's right. I just wrote down your address as my address. (laughs) (laughs) And my address is your address. Send donations to Captaintastic and Rainseeker. That's right. That's right. Because it's hard to to talk. You get paid, paid to talk. Yeah, I mean, look what happened to Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he only got paid forty five million dollars to not talk or something. What they yeah. oh they gave him a, a settlement or something? I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know the specifics. Me neither. But it's he tough. can't be on TV for like a while. Can he write? Should go back to writing The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it's all very complicated. So yeah, well we've 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 entered now the the pop culture phase of this. Um, Dwarf Fortress talk. So yeah. we're topical. Yes. Sort of topical. Topically lame. That's right. Now we can start talking about the State of the Union and we can have a political segment. <laughs> but we really haven't talked until we've talked about Britney Spears or uh, Christina Aguilera or some pop are, tra- are you trapped in the past or something, man? I thought it was all about like Lady Gaga and stuff now. Oh. Yeah, get with the times. <laughs> I was gonna say Lady Gaga, but I didn't want to seem like I was too up with the times. Cause that yeah, yeah, you gotta be fashionably late to the party. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Okay, well, thanks, Cap. <laughs> no problem. I don't want to. I'm sure, all of this is eminently keepable. <laughs> yes. At least, at least some of this will make its way in. It, it will be humorous. I'm, it's I'm because not. when you're editing, you'll pretty much just. Zone out and forget to cut it all. Well, you just got to cut the pauses because we were like kind of sitting there with the bong, talking oh, really oh, slow. Oh. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah there's no. like stuff Passive. and other stuff, you know. And but well, let's we're talk about goats, goat, we goats for a while, you know. What if we're all just like atoms in a dwarf's beard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there you have it, folks. This is what happens when we don't have topics to talk about. Topics are cool. We like topics. So we used to have topics. That's why we have topic discussion now. So, topics. Yes. And don't forget your EQs. Yeah. Yeah, EQ. EQ is important. Question for DF Talk. That is all the. Put that in the. Thing, the topic question for DF Talk, and then uh, put your the name you'd like to be called by. If you do not provide one, we will uh, make one up. You will not like that. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll, it, yeah, it's good to good to get questions and good to get topics and um, good things happen to good people and stuff. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I think that's not the name of the. Controversial debate, is it? Why do good things happen to good people? <laughs> I blame God. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we don't need All a right. topic for the next talk now. I'm going to take off now. All right, adventures, Captain Head Adventures. Adios. Adios. I can't wait to. Uh, Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll have oh, to Alvin and Chipmunk it or something. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just Alvin and Chipmunk the whole ending. <laughs> all yeah. This, all this chatter will just make it super fast. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, fast. <laughs> All right, bye. I'm seriously leaving now. Yeah, 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 bye. All right, bye. bye. Adios. Hasta la vista. Oh, I close it and it's still open. What? Okay, here we go. Hang up. Bye. 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 Oh, we went dark. All right, that was intense. So, um, <laughs> well, intense might be the wrong word for it. It was meandering. It was meandering. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have no idea what you want to do with that, if anything. But uh, well, let's, let's let's hang up. Yeah, let's hang hang it. No, it always hurts going to read those things, you know. That's why I always keep a bottle of whiskey on my desk. <laughs> we all know how much you drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's that working out? What, the whiskey? I can just imagine, like, ten years from now, we're going to have to make a donation drive for uh, your new liver. That's right, that's right. Well, it'd be a dwarven thing to do. I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't, you know, fault me for getting into what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this little tumbler boy? Who's this little tumbler guy? Sitting on my lap, scratching my crap, scratching my crap. What you doing? Things are for scratching, things are for biting, things are for chewing. Complete behavior. Complete behavior. Okay, just just stop, and then I'll start. Just stop. Shut her up.